Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. Hope everyone is having a good day. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Uh, we've got a nice, uh, cloudy, overcast, but warm day here in Phoenix. So uh, I know a lot of my people who are in colder environments want to shoot us, but we actually were at 100. We had 81 degrees yesterday. <laughs> Today we're only about 72, but it is nice and overcast. So uh, broadcasting from a comfortable afternoon spot. Uh, again, welcome to the show. My name is Jim Ventura. If you're the first time tuning into the show, I am a navigational consultant, uh, translation, I'm a professional astrologer, uh, numerologist, tarot, runestones, animal cards. Uh, I'm also a writer, and uh, I've got a monthly blog column called Snake Oil. If you're not already getting my column, email me at VenturaSag, B-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G at yahoo.com. Get all that info, by the way, on the uh, page here at Blog Talk Radio. And if you want to check out some info on the services that I offer, any of my books, uh, go to uh, jimventura.com, and uh, you can get some info and uh, get a copy of any of my books or CDs or to look into book and personal sessions. I've been doing the radio show for a couple of years now, and usually we're here pretty much every Thursday. Occasional Thursday I miss when I have to take a vacation. Uh, but anyway, we are here most Thursdays at 3.30 for a, usually a 45-minute show. So uh, this particular show today is our astrology show, also listener's choice. So I'm going to spend about the first uh, 20 minutes or so of our show talking a bit about current astrology, and then I will open the phone lines, maybe be able to get probably three callers in today uh, for a little mini uh, kind of reading if they want to pull a card for them on a question or something, uh, but I just will tell you guys, um, let me see, I've got a couple of callers already, uh, we're going to have to hang about another 20 minutes before I open the phone lines, uh, a lot of people catch the show in archive as well and not necessarily live, and uh, they like the info that I give out, um, not as enthralled, obviously, by personal questions, <laughs> I like to do them, by the way. But uh, listeners, you know, often will, will 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 prefer not those. That's not as appealing to them because it's not their stuff. So um, I usually like to do that toward the end of these shows. So, like I said, once we get about 20 minutes in, we'll spend the last 15, 20 minutes uh, taking some calls. Anyway, so we're gonna talk about astrology. Uh, I try to do a show every month talking about our current astrology. So uh, let's kind of dive in and see what's going on that way, because uh, this, of course, is the type of stuff that affects everybody at some levels. Um, so one of the things we've got going on now, of course, the sun has moved into Aquarius uh, in the last couple of days. We've also got um, Mercury as well is in Aquarius. Uh, Venus will be in Aquarius in about a week, and, um, and uh, Mars is already in Aquarius. So we've got a lot of Aquarian stuff going on. So, you know, of course, it, one of the things you look at when you look at an astrology chart is there's a certain type of dynamic that you could find that operates from basic signs. Like, for instance, even if you're not an Aquarius, you've got Aquarius somewhere in your astrology chart. So that's one of the things that's really cool about having your chart done and interpreted is you can find out, like, you know, for instance, where Aquarius is in your chart. And it'll show you know, the house that it primarily occupies, the house of life. So, for instance, for me, Aquarius is in my 11th house primarily, which is hopes and dreams, group associations, friendships, um, the ideals and the things that we strive for and our, you know, our, our group connections um, as well. 
So that's uh, that's for me. But you know, if Aquarius happens to be in your, uh, you know, for instance, your your uh, fourth house, which is a home in the family, the energy of Aquarius is going to have more to do with your home, with your family, with your rootedness, with your intuition, things like that. So. Again, that's the kind of stuff you got to get from uh, having an accurate birth time and uh, you know being able to kind of log that. Okay, so that said, there are some other things we can look at with all this Aquarian energy going on. Some general themes that will kind of influence everybody in some respects. So uh, you know, Aquarius kind of you know rules the part of us that is open-minded, uh, knowledgeable, intelligent, that strives to overcome that sense of lower emotions. You know, contrary to popular belief, Aquarius is not a water sign. Aquarius is an air sign. So Aquarians like Geminis and Libras are often very intelligent. They like to communicate, to express themselves. They enjoy using the mind and analysis. Um, my joke is that we say all Aquarians deeply believe that they're a little bit smarter than the majority of the people on the planet. And they may be right, actually. You know, famous Aquarius uh, personality was Lincoln. So a lot of Aquarians tend to see themselves as a bit ahead of their time. Uh, you do find a lot of Aquarians that go into psychology, uh, 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 politics, believe it or not, and things like that because of that, that urge to kind of spread a message, you know, of a more evolved world. That's a really strong element of Aquarius. So, you know, that the idea of carrying the water bucket that you see in the imagery is not that Aquarians are emotional, actually quite the opposite. Often they want to rise above those lower things and those lower emotions and, and use the intellect. They like to analyze how they feel. They, they like relationships with, the, with their in, that people with that are interesting or odd or unique or smart. That's definitely an Aquarian pull uh, to develop that intelligence. Um, uh, now the key is, though, here's the interesting. It, certainly Aquarians are not lacking in emotion they have it just like everybody else does that's the idea behind the water bucket um that they carry every once in a while my joke is aquarius will trip and drop the water bucket and then they get very emotional you know i like to say it's like suddenly spock feels and uh people will often go run screaming in the night when aquarius gets very emotional uh and sensitive because they're usually not good at managing it you know, they've they've tried to contain those kind of yuckier things in themselves. But yeah, sometimes the floods open, and Aquarius can be very emotional when that happens, uh, which is good. It, it it can actually, in essence, be kind of a, a release for them in some ways. So uh, Aquarius is somewhere in our charts, which means that you know, overall, Aquarian energy also has a lot to do with our hopes and dreams, our ideals, the things that we strive for, the type of people we want to be around. You know, the type of friends that we have, um, the way that we, you know, we receive, the way that we connect to others um, by, by having shared ideals, shared goals, shared characteristics at some levels. Uh, so this is one of the, the cruxes of, of the strength of Aquarian energy. So when you have the sun in Aquarius, uh, right, like as we do right now, um, the uh, Mercury, the way we think, communicate, and express, Mars, the way we take action, and inevitably Venus, the way we experience our feminine and our receptive sides and our creative sides. We're going to have a lot of focus for people in the next month or so, especially toward looking at, you know, possibly reconnecting with friends, um, really looking at your friendship and your social circles to see who, what type of people you want in your life, um, whether they fit with where you are at this point in, uh, you know, in, in your experience. Um, also really getting us back in touch with 
uh, our hopes and our dreams, what we'd like to accomplish, how we'd like to you know, influence the world in a positive way. And whether that's the world at large or your own personal world or family or work environment, uh, these are the themes that are really get triggered during the time of Aquarius. We begin to really, really contemplate what our ideals are and uh, how we'd like to be in this world and who we'd like to be around. So uh, very cool. Aquarius, you know, Aquarius energy is is often very, very insightful. It's ruled, rule, uh, Aquarius is ruled by Uranus as a planet. So it'll, you know, Uranus rules where we're iconoclastic, where we're odd, where we're different, where we're unique. That's why a lot of Aquarians can seem like a little odd uh, and, and unique that way. They don't necessarily want to fit in. They like their individuality. They like their uniqueness. They like their eccentricity. So we're going to get a lot of triggers there, too, guys, where it's going to be looking at what makes you special, what makes you unique. You may feel a little bit of cockiness coming up during this period, but in a healthy kind of a way, in that sense of really, really liking who you are. So that's what we got with all this Aquarius stuff going on. And especially with Mars there, you know, Mars is our masculine energy and our male energy, so it's also going to really, really be pushing us to really, really look at what our long-term hopes and dreams and ideals are and to even possibly begin to take practical steps toward achieving those things. You know, Venus offers a different perspective, though, because Venus brings the energy of receptivity. So where Mars is aggressive, Venus is really more passive. So it also can have a lot to do with bringing in those things without necessarily trying too hard. Um, That's one of the energies that you find with Venus as it moves into Aquarius. Okay, so that's the first area I wanted to talk about. Let's mention another um, aspect uh, going on astrologically, and then I think I'll take my first caller here after I talk a bit about this. I want to talk today about Saturn's uh, movement in Scorpio, but before I get to that, let me talk about Jupiter. Then I'm going to take my caller, who has been waiting for a while, so uh, one of my other callers dropped off already, so we'll take the caller that's waiting. Just in about five minutes. So Jupiter uh, has been retrograde in Gemini, for the last couple of months, and actually will go direct again, I believe on Wednesday. Some, I'd say the late Tuesday or Wednesday, definitely by Thursday, but I, I think it's Wednesday. Um, I know it's right toward the end of the month. So Jupiter's been going backwards in Gemini. So you know, Jupiter represents the part of us that's abundant, uh, philosophical, larger than life. Um, it represents you know the part of us that wants to expand. Uh, and, uh, you know, where we tend to be colorful. So wherever Jupiter is in your chart, natally is where you tend to be kind of, you know, a little bit larger than life, kind of colorful, creative, philosophical, uh, you know, even possibly playful in that way. Um, so uh, I, I've got it on my ascendant. It's it's rising for me. Uh, anybody who's listened to me before, my shows can probably piece that together. Um, you know, there's a, a certain amount of, uh, I'm not shy, uh, so uh, Jupiter's where we have that larger-than-life element that comes into play. So Jupiter's been retrograde, you know, theoretically going backwards through Gemini. You know, and Gemini is a sign that represents how we communicate, how we express, how we think, how we learn, how we share our ideas. So, you know, for many of us for the last couple of months, we have uh, really maybe have gone back to what retrograde usually feels like, go back to looking at how we communicate, how we express ourselves, uh, whether we're doing that in a positive and effective kind of a way, uh, really looking at maybe learning new things, but not even so much learning new things. Like often a feeling of going back to things we might have 
begun uh, to learn a while ago and then maybe dropped, so we're coming back to it. Um, many times we start things during our childhood or when we're younger, and then uh, you know we lose track of that as we get older, and then maybe later on we we kind of go back and say, oh my God, you know I had an interest in this particular area, and now I'm going to look at doing it again. So um, we're from a new perspective. So that's what the Jupiter and Gemini energy can feel like. Um, you know, looking again about how we communicate and whether we're doing that in an optimistic, positive kind of a way. Uh, you know, it, it certainly could have brought up some issues. I know um, I had some some issues with myself, with family, and the way I was communicating, expressing, and the difference in the way we see life in terms of how we experience and express abundance. So I had a few challenges that came up along the way. But usually one of the things that's kind of nice about Jupiter energy is even if it creates difficulty, it usually also kind of solves it. You know, Jupiter represents the part of us that's lucky. Again, that's cocky, that's optimistic, and that's positive. So as Jupiter moves forward again, you'll really kind of get a feel in the next week or so, especially as this happens, toward really becoming probably a lot more optimistic, a lot more positive, a lot more encouraged toward um, life in general and what you're able to do and how you've been able to communicate in a way that is, is positive or you know, expressive in a really, really healthy kind of a way. So we got kind of a nice little transition happening here with Jupiter's forward movement. Uh, so, and you know, in, in a really base, simple way, uh, it could be potentially a lucky time for Gemini's in general, you know, as this moves forward again, as opposed to it, you know, feeling like it's been kind of going through that backward motion. Okay, so that's what's happened with Jupiter. So after months, it'll, it'll finally go direct again. You'll probably again feel that motion. I've been really catching that in myself, too, that real sense of optimism that's kind of coming back uh, again. Uh, you know, it was there all along. I am a Sagittarius. Jupiter's our, our natal ruling planet anyway. But uh, I really, um, I've really gotten very, very clear about how I've been expressing and how I've been thinking. And, in fact, if anybody who follows me on Facebook also, if you're not already catching me on Facebook, you can friend request me and be able to get my Facebook posts because those are really, I do those a lot more often. I actually kind of rediscovered, so to speak, some material that I had taught in certain classes I had studied years ago from an author named Dick Sutphin, who's still around, and amazing, amazing books by Sutphin. But he wrote a thing called The Eleven Human Rights, and I've been kind of posting these on Facebook, and it's really been fascinating to watch the responses that I'm getting from this. I have to laugh because a number of people have posted things saying, oh, you need to write a book about these 11 human rights. It's amazing. I'm like, dude, I took them from a book. <laughs> They're not originally mine. And I, I never in any way pretend that something that isn't mine isn't mine. Some things are real original. If you read my columns, you know those are original pieces. But, you know, I, of course I use other people's wisdom. But it has been uh, really, really fun to get back in touch with, with those human rights. Um, you know, and uh, I, I realize a couple areas where, where I've kind of screwed up in, in some respects, where I've been um, you know, manipulative in a, a negative kind of a way through my own communication. Uh, let me read one of these human rights to you, and I'll, I'll tell you why there's sort of an excitement around this. Um, and then I'm going to take my first caller here. Um, so let me read this one to you. This one got a lot of response. This number two is of the 11 human rights is it's your right to maintain your self-respect by answering honestly even if it does hurt someone else as long as you're being assertive rather than aggressive. 
He uses a little example of this, and let me quote this. He says, for a moment, imagine yourself in the following situation. Your mother is saying to you, I have a big dinner planned for the entire family this Sunday, so you, John, and the children should come over about one. You. We can't do that, Mother. We're going to rent a cabin in the woods this weekend. Mother. Well, I have this whole planned. You can rent a cabin another weekend. You. We could rent the cabin another weekend, but I want to go this weekend. Mother. You mean you'd rather go to an old cabin in the woods and make your mother happy by coming over to her house for dinner? You. This weekend, I would rather go to the woods. Another weekend, I might prefer to have dinner with you, Mother. All right, your mother is now hurt because she put herself in a choice between me and something else contest, and you chose something else. It was a manipulative attempt to use guilt by oversimplifying the decision down to your mother's happiness versus an inanimate bunch of boards in the woods. Obviously, this wasn't at all the basis for your decision, but you handled it in a kind way, even offering to the compromise for dinner on another weekend. So you have no reason to feel bad. If your mother feels bad, it is her own doing, and she will simply have to learn that you aren't going to fall for her old tricks anymore. Now let's look at the same situation, but this time you respond with aggression. You, we can't do that, mother. We're going to rent a cabin in the woods this week, and in any way, I'm not up to listening to Tom grumble about indigestion for a week like he did after the last dinner we had with you. Now that statement was designed to hurt and would be considered an aggressive behavior and thus is unacceptable. The key words on this particular right are self-respect. A phony excuse or an unfelt apology will cause you to lose your self-respect, and that is never acceptable. Now, I love that because he really does offer a very interesting perspective about being assertive, you know, saying what you mean, and then, again, not coming up with phony excuses or some other little guilt trip back at her. And it was great that I reread this perfect example of uh you know uh the uh gemini retrograde and uh, uh jupiter retrograde in gemini because i i've caught that I, I do this sometimes sometimes i i bullshit sometimes i come up with something uh to uh get out of things that i don't want to do and not i'm not healthy and assertive i do this every once in a while so it's great to be reminded of it and then you know sometimes when people hurt us we want to take that stab back and this is a really key thing to learn uh, in terms of our own evolution is to, you know, we don't have to operate that way. It's perfectly legitimate to be assertive and decide what you want. Uh, where we get into kind of sticky territory is when we're kind of striking back, when we're being combative. Oh, you talk to me this way, I can talk to you that way. So uh, really great. So these 11 human rights came from a, a Suffin book, and I kind of rediscovered them, and I've been posting them, and I'll probably put some of them in my column. But uh, it was very exciting for me to go back to this material, like I said, again, because I had really been away from it for quite some time. Okay, I'm going to take my extremely patient caller here, and then I'll uh, we'll do a little couple of, couple of minute conversation on this end, and then we'll uh, open the phone lines for a few more people, and then I'll talk a little bit about Saturn and Scorpio and some of the discoveries I have made around that right after we talk to our first caller. 941, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi, um, my Hello. name is Carla, and I'm an Aquarius. Oh, awesome. So, <laughs> Aquarius with a Gemini rising and a Taurus moon. Oh, there you go. You've got a Taurus moon <laughs> on top of it. Uh, do you uh, agree or disagree with the, the Aquarius stuff? Uh, totally agree. Yeah. Totally because agree. I've, yeah. I, I've had clients that are Aquarius, and they, it's funny because they end up revealing to me that sometimes they, you know, because Aquarius has to learn warmth. And, um, they'll oh, I'm very say, you know, warm, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's the thing. 
because I always say that, you know, the, the learning of warmth, and a lot of this depends also where your moon is placed. Because uh-huh. I had a great friend who was at Aquarius, and his moon was in Sagittarius, but it was right um, uh, in, the, in, the, in the 12th house on the cusp of his ascendant. And he was a very emotional Aquarius, <laughs> you know, but uh, so he would, have, he, he would disagree with that. But he also was a weirdo. And I mean that in the most complimentary way. <laughs> that's, that's what I always say to Aquarius. It's very odd, unique, eccentric people, but in a way that, you know, at times actually can be kind of brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, has to do with the way that you think, you know. So I always, I always say I don't think you'd see too many Aquariuses, um, you know, having a fit in a public place or displaying um, yucky behavior no. in that sense. That to me is a good side of Aquarius. We must yeah. not... We must not scream at our husband in a public restaurant. We must. No, I usually, you know, yeah. If I get upset yeah. with somebody, I just cut them off. Yeah, you know, just you right. ne- never communicate with them again. They're what you know. I take the serious <laughs> right. approach. You're wiped off. <laughs> yeah, you're wiped off the. You planet. don't that's, exist. Well, and that you know that's one of the commonalities that you see between Leo and Aquarius too. That's funny because Aquarius have it too, but in a little bit of a different way. But that's one of the beauties of the cat energy. Like if someone is. Um, someone is obnoxious or difficult or coarse or crude, just like Leo's often, uh, Aquarius will be like, oh, you were beneath me all along. Go away. Uh, we're done with you. <laughs> so I, I, have, I actually joke with clients. I always say that it's healthy, actually, to kind of be that way. I'm always like amazed because I'll run across people that they ended a relationship five years ago and they're still bemoaning it. I'm always like, oh, God, what do you mean you're still sad about it? Uh, you know, God almighty, move on. Okay. Anyway, so what's your name? My name is Carla. Carla, okay, you told me that, so now I'm just reinforcing that. Okay, Carla, did you have a specific question, or do you want me to pull a card for you? Tell me um, where you're at. More on to the business, I guess. Uh-huh, um, okay. My, um, you know, my business. Right, okay. Um, all right, so let's see what – I'm going to pull a rune for you and see what we get around that particular subject. So – Okay, so I'm pulling a couple of different runes on the business. How long have you been doing this business? How long? Um, yeah. I guess, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Right. Because I, yeah, I was going to say, because it, it, it feels like, you know, the image that came into my mind when you brought it up is I saw like an image of a turtle or a tortoise. And whenever I see that, it usually means someone's been persevering toward, on something for a while. So that's certainly a good um, but I pulled a couple of runes for you. It looks like um, the constraint rune is coming up in the present or in the recent past, which means, you know, it, it can feel a little bit like you're having a tough time or that you're trying to fix and resolve things um, at this point in the game. Usually um, this isn't necessarily a negative as much as it can feel like, you know, there, there can be a lot of energy toward repair or toward solving or, or resolving uh, things in some respect. I think for most people, if you hadn't had some difficulty in the last couple of years, it kind of would have been odd yeah. um, just because of economic conditions and various other factors. Mm-hmm. And so the present comes up, the rune of standstill, which means that like, there's certain conditions and circumstances like that like no matter what you do, you really can't buck against it. Mm-hmm. In other words, um, they're, they're, you, you might be feeling like you're, you're limited in your movement at the moment, but one of the messages behind this rune is that those lim- that limited movement will um, will shift shortly. It's not going to stay stuck for uh-huh. necessarily that long. So you need to be kind of patient and not try to buck up against conditions. 
somehow. Okay. But then the future comes up opening, which means that there's some kind of thing coming up within the next two to three months or so that is transitional in kind of a positive way. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of hearing that it is going to involve a lot of work, mm -hmm. but I'm like, at the same time, I like it. I feel like it's like it's almost like a restructuring or a re kind of a reorganizing in a way that actually in the long run comes out beneficial. Mm -hmm. I do feel like there, there's some type of a change coming, but I am still seeing, like your guy just saying to me, there is still kind of a need to persevere. So I know you might be a little tired. Um, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, oh, totally. Because I know that I'm in a trans um, transformation mode. My business kind of got slow, but I know it's drastically going to change. Yeah, it, it, it will. In fact, I got to throw one more thing in for you too. I pulled an angel card for you too, and it it comes up the uh, blessing in disguise. Uh huh. And uh, you know. Uh, it, you know, usually when I see this card come up, it means that you're definitely, yeah, you're dealing with some, you've been dealing with some annoying shit, you know. Oh, it's, uh, extremely, yeah. <laughs> it's difficult. But it's that blessing in disguise because I also think that you'll actually see that it's weird, you know, the idea of consider the use of adversity comes up. You can actually find a way to turn this into your favor mm -hmm. and to use a negative in a positive way and that you'll in essence kind of see that mm -hmm. as, as things progress. But I do feel like there's a, a total rebuilding in the next couple of years, and I like kind of where things are going in 2013, uh, but I really, really like where I see things in 2014. For me or like for you, everybody? You no, know, for you. Okay. I really feel like there's a you're going to feel really prosperous again, uh-huh. and I think that's what's been kind of tough. Yeah, because it just some, feels like yeah. someone just unplugged me, put me in a room, yep. and kept me there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> And you will. You'll. You know. It's funny because for me, like as a writer, the joke that I always say is that I, even a crappy experience can kind of be beneficial because I can write about it. Mm -hmm. I can. I can use it in that sense. So I feel like that there's something to kind of be aware of and to remember in this process because I don't want to minimize it. I really think you've gone through a hard time, mm -hmm. um, and uh, you're not losing your mind and you're not doing it wrong. A lot of it just had to do with the conditions, but they will shift within the next couple of months. Okay, great. Okay. okay, thank you so much. All right, thank you for calling in, Carla. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, I'm going to put her on hold here and take one more caller uh, at this point in the game. All right, let's see who we got here. Um, okay. Uh, 323, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Yes, hi, this is Camille calling from California. Thanks, thanks for calling, Camille. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. Good. Have you called in before or it's your first time? First time. Okay, cool. Uh, do you have a specific question? Or you just want me to pull a card or two for you? Tell me what's up. Uh, a specific question? Yes, please. Um, I My question is my house. I felt called to move to this environment, and once I got here, it got really weird, really strained. My pocketbook, my, my pocketbook really, like, closed. And I went through a period where I thought that maybe I wouldn't stay here any longer, but now I'm feeling a lot better about things. Um, do you see me not only surviving, but thriving right here where I am? Yes. I mean, you know, I, I have to laugh because I didn't have to pull cards on this. It came pouring at me. You you're definitely have assertive energy, and that's good. I say that complimentary. Sometimes people will ask a question like they're afraid of getting the answer, and then, it, like, for me, I can still get it, but it's like moving through molasses. You're the opposite. Oh, yeah. 
So I feel like you're like, boop, I want to know, I want to know. So I like that. That's very, very good. So I, okay. I pulled a couple of cards for you. I pulled a card uh, for your past and then for the, the near future. The past came up justice reverse. You know, I, I almost want to say you went through some difficulties, and it was almost like it can feel almost like it was karmic, like yeah. you had to pay some debt. Um, to say that you got screwed over in some respects energetically would be an understatement. Yeah. Um, it can feel like, you know, like it made you question the whole decision and the whole process at some levels. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's justice reverse. It usually means, like like I said, you paid off some type of a karma or, you know what I mean, or you, you got caught in a feeling of injustice or you're questioning the decisions that were yeah. made. But the future card comes up the nine of stones, which is the, it's oh. the money card. It yeah. means success, right. it means money, and it means abundance coming in. And I love it because I'm hearing very strongly um, as soon as April of this year. Okay. Change. You're in the right spot. You just had to. Oh. You know, when I moved, i got to tell you a quick story here. When I moved from New York to uh, Phoenix about 22 years ago, God almighty, um, <laughs> I moved here and, oh, my God, I couldn't have got, had more crap hit me when I first got here. I mean, I moved with a buddy of mine who then was stealing from me. And it was impersonating me, joining the army under my name, <laughs> taking my credit cards and pulling money out. Oh, you cannot believe the the proverbial shitstorm that I dealt with the first few months that I was here. And it was funny because wow. a lot of my friends and people said, well, just move back. I mean, why would you stay? And I was like, nope, right. this is where I'm supposed to be. And lo and behold, you know, within a year or two of that, um, I started my business doing navigational consultations and mm-hmm. became successful that way. I made all these new friends, and I loved this place. Like, it... It was so bad that there was such a contrast in the change. And I feel a very wow. similar thing for you. You're okay. Yeah, I can a see very that. firm confirmation. You're in the right spot. Um, a lot of opportunity is going to come. Uh, the mo- I'm, I'm getting money will come back in, and you'll, you'll get that confirmation that you're in the right spot. Oh, good. Wasn't a wrong good. decision. So I'm going up. I'm not going back down. I'm going yeah, up. Yeah, you, you know, it is. It's knowing that. You know, you could you could run back, but that doesn't feel correct. You know, yeah. I feel like you're on the right side. I love the nine of stones because a lot of times it even has to do with. Sometimes it'll have to do with with homes or money connected with homes or just stability itself. Yeah. But it yeah. usually means like it means material gain. It means oh, suddenly right. you're moving into a positive position. I'm really getting a strong pull uh, around April, May, even as soon as March. You should see some signs of it. Okay, that's lovely. I can totally oh. dig that. All right, that's thanks. a diggable thing. Absolutely. All right, thanks for calling in, Camille. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, cool. California, California. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take one more call in just a couple of minutes. Um, let me thank you for both those calls, by the way. I've got one more call, so I think I'll take this call. I'll just take this in about five minutes, but I wanted to talk a little bit about a very interesting thing that I've observed, again, from astrology's perspective, um, you know, I had talked in a couple of past shows about Saturn being in Scorpio for the last couple of months. Anybody who's followed some of the last shows. And by the way, you know, if you, if you want to catch any of the past shows, you can always go to my archives. Uh, they're all on there, so you can listen to them at your leisure at any point. Uh, check out the show I talked about Saturn and Scorpio for a little more info and backdrop on this. But Saturn moved into Scorpio. Um, Saturn will stay in the sign for about two years. kind of represents restriction and limitation and kind of like that part of us that has to grow up and mature doesn't really represent the easiest of circumstances. So what I've noticed that's been happening, and I'm kind of adding this to my own knowledge as I continue to learn and study astrology, 
is it's almost like um, everything that you fear is kind of every couple of months like will come to surface. Like the very things, the darker elements of the things that we're scared of can come to surface during this period. You know, I, I talked about this on my last show, um, well, I'll say about two shows back, and I had an issue where I have a, 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 a 2001 Prius, and a fear that I had for a long time was that the main battery would go before I had paid the car off, you know what I mean, because I bought it used a couple of years ago, and then lo and behold, a couple of months ago, the battery went, and um, I had to have it, I took it into a dealership to have it checked out, I was having a heart attack. Because you know how much a Prius battery is to replace? $2,500. So I went to this shop, and they were like, it's going to cost 2000 It wasn't even the main battery. It was like a secondary battery. It was going to cost two grand. And I was very much like, this is the darkest fear I could have had. I might actually be without a car because I wasn't sure if I should even put the money in. So this dark fear that I had, this little fear kind of came to surface. But what's really cool is it ended up turning out that – a friend of mine suggested I go to her mechanic, and he checked out the car and fixed it for – I got I, I was quoted at $2,000 to fix the car from my mechanic. I went to her mechanic. He not only fixed it and plugged a radiator leak, which would have cost $350 more, but he fixed the, the, the backup battery. He fixed the uh, radiator leak. Grand total, $201. So what would have cost me twenty four hundred cost me two hundred one dollars, and now of course every time I get in the car it drives great. The guy even checked out the car and he said, "I'm like, you know, I mean, I don't know what this mechanic's talking about. This is a great car." He said, "Your primary battery's fine." So it's funny how the fear came to surface, and then you kind of go through it and you're like, "Oh, this is where I had all this fear and anguish." So I think this is one of the things that's happening with Saturn and Scorpio. It's bringing up some of these darker things that we have, but the trick is let it surface, guys. Um, you know, more often than not, the, you know, the things that we fear are really kind of meaningless. It's kind of like, you know, I mean, I've talked to many, many clients who are, are gay or lesbian, and the big fear is coming out, and will your family accept you? And then you do it, and you're like, okay. You know, the people that don't like me for my sexual orientation can go jump in a lake anyway. I mean, like, who cares? So it's funny, again, a lot of times, you know, or someone that was married, what if I... What if I get a divorce? What will people think of me? You know, it is. These things are coming up in us, guys. So the key is, one, you know, deal with your fears and realize the things that you fear rarely become as pronounced and bad as you might necessarily think they would. And then uh, on top of it, uh, you know, they often turn out a lot better than we would necessarily think. And I think that's what's happening with Saturn and Scorpio. It really can bring up some of the darker parts of us, but also can bring up our real potential of what we're really able to do if we channel energy in a healthy, effective way. And if we trust the universe to help us and, you know, and to resolve things without going into, kind of, you know, wigdom, so to speak. Okay. Anyway, let me take my, uh, I'm going to take one more caller here. Thank you for both of the last two calls, Kala and Camille. I think I can fit one more caller in here too. So let me grab this call. 678, welcome to Snake All Radio. Yes. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. My name is Regina. Hey, Regina. It's your first time calling in. Have you called in before? This is my first time. All right. Welcome to the show. Do you have a specific question you want to ask about, or you just want me to pull an oracle? Tell me where your head is today. Um, Anything that's concerned with my career or a jump start on my career. Right. Uh, what type of work are you doing now? Um, 
previously, I'm not working at the moment. So previously, I was working with um, social services or mental health, and I just want to see where is my career going for this year. Right. Okay. All right. Let's see what we get here. Pull an angel card. All right, if that comes up acceptance, let's see what we get for, I'm going to pull a couple of tarot for you and see what we get. Okay, so that's the past. Here's your present. And there is the future. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, sorry. I, I, you know what? It's funny for me because I pull cards and it's like, oh, I get it. And then I have to remember I needed to explain it to people out loud. Um, it's like it is. It's really funny when you learn tarot because it's like this quick language. Like you'll lay a spread of cards out for someone. You're like, you know, like a ton about their life in like a glance. And it's really weird to people. But when you learn how to do it, it's really cool. It's, you know, it's not negative. Anyway, so I pulled three cards. And the Seven of Stones comes up in your past, which means, you know, uh, it can be, like Seven of Stones can represent, um, a lot of times they'll just represent, like, money worries or feeling like, you know, uh, your bills or your circumstances are not being met the way you'd ideally like them to be. It's not necessarily a bad card as much as I always think of it a little bit as a worry card in some respects. It can mean conditions or circumstances are workable, but they're not necessarily ideal uh, in some respects. The present comes up alchemy or temperance reversed, which you know that which is funny that this card came up because I kind of got that feeling when I had initially um, when you asked the question that it felt like you were a little bit unplugged at the moment. Okay. Uh, in terms of where you're going to next, like you're trying to figure okay. that out. The uh, the the temperance card in the tarot, you know, in this case it comes up reversed. You know, the imagery is they show a woman who's pouring two goblets of wine back and forth. So, okay. In its positive position, it means like trial and error. Like you're trying to figure out what's going to work for you next, okay. like where you want to put your energy, what fits for you as a human being in terms of your personality and in fulfillment. But when it comes up reversed, it can feel a little bit like, you know, you may have had to learn a little bit more about what doesn't work as opposed to the yeah, process of getting you to what does work. Oh, yes. I'm going through it right now. Yeah. It, it, I, I'm not going to minimize this. This card sucks. You know, it could feel like you're, I know I talk about being unplugged. You know, it's always funny because I always, a lot of times I'll talk to people and they say they can't wait to retire. And I always laugh because I think, like, there's no retirement for me. I think that we get really a lot of our life force and our vitality by the work that we do. Like, we feel useful, we feel purposeful. Yeah, because I love working, you know. I mean, I just cannot be at home. I just have to be productive outside home. Absolutely. So the future card... Um, within the next uh, couple of months comes up the Five of Wands reversed, which is really, really fitting. It means like um, the Five of Wands reversed means two things. It means internal peace, like there's no internal war going on. In other words, you're clear, you're focused, your energy is directed again in an effective way. And the Five of Wands reversed often means like new action or new activity. I keep seeing an image of you getting very, very busy. So I almost want to say like it's very, very key that you recognize that you're going to go from this period of almost nothing to being really active and busy again and okay. working. So you don't have to worry about that. I definitely see work coming your way uh, really, really strong. Um, it feels like, you're again, you're very active. Because I do, I feel like you've got, like, a lot of moving-centered energy. Okay. Like, that you need to be, yeah. Like, I mean, even just, like, I, I can't even see you sitting behind a desk. 
it's almost like you have to be active. So I, I keep seeing okay. you. I keep getting images of you really, really like it. almost feels physical to me, oh, but I like okay. it. You know, it's it's like, um, and I, I want to say I'm even feeling that this will come up as soon as like late February into midpoint of March. It's only it's only like even a couple of weeks away. Are you actually looking for work specifically now? Yes, I am. But the thing about it, I don't want to go back to my old career because it wasn't serving me the way I would like to as money wise or right. happiness or yeah. you know being peace. And I just want something that. But moving to be having abundance and and yeah. also happiness, and I just want to love what I do, and I have to worry. <laughs> yeah, you won't. It looks. It almost feels to me like I have to say it feels like. Um, I, I feel like you're getting work, and it, it's funny because it does feel a bit different. But it's almost like within the first couple of weeks, a couple of months there. It's almost like I keep seeing someone being like, no, 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 we have you doing this, but I think we really actually would rather you do this. And then you end up getting taken to something else, and then, like, it'll make you nervous at first, but you'll realize, like, that you're going to be good at it. Like, oh, it's, it, it's interesting because I, I do feel like it'll actually bring a lot more potential abundance, but it, is, it feels to me like you're stretching beyond the normal of what you normally do. Okay. Um, but you might go in to it initially in kind of a way where it's somewhat familiar, but you'll, you'll change it almost rather quickly once you get in. So oh it's happening within the next couple, the next two months or so. So you're not going to be dormant for very long. Oh, okay. That sounds okay. great. Thank awesome. you so much, Jim. All right. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you for the call. Thank you. Uh, Bye-bye. All right. Cool. Let's see what we got here. Okay. So let me her on hold. Okay. I see I got a couple of more calls, but it looks like we're out of time, guys. Uh, bummer, I'd like to have gotten to a few more calls here, but uh, we're not going to be able to do that. I've only got uh, three more minutes on the show. Okay, so if you if you called in and you weren't able to get your question in, uh, I won't be here next week, but I will be back again next week. So, um, you know, you can call in then. The beginning of the month shows that I do, by the way, um, are more focused on my column, so I don't take as many calls, but the usually look for about the middle of the month because when I, I always do one show a month, that's really almost exclusively for callers. So check my schedule, sign up for my notifications so you know what those shows are. Typically the astrology shows, like this one, I can get more callers in, and then I'll, again, I'll usually do one a month where I really pretty much just take callers the whole show. Uh, but the, I'll be back again on the 7th. Primarily we're going to talk about my column because we're going to be talking about angel contact and angel guides. Uh, but I will be able to take one or two calls at the end of that show also. Uh, anyway, so I, I want to thank everybody who called in today. Uh, we're down our last two minutes here. So uh, thank you for calling in. I uh, appreciated all those calls, and it looks like we had some definite uh, familiar themes going on as usual in terms of callers. Uh, if you're not already getting my column, uh, email me at venturasag at yahoo.com, guys. Get on my mailing list. It's blind copied. So no weird fear stuff like you're going to get weird mailing things from me. Once a month column. I write an awesome column. Very, very insightful. Very useful to get. Uh, and I run specials and things like that. Within the column, it's blind copied out, so no one's ever going to get your email address from uh, me. So you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You can also friend request me on Facebook, Jim Ventura. Pretty easy to spot and uh, get some great information from that angle as well. 
So, uh, and, you know, again, check out my website. Go to jimventura.com. You can see the different sessions that I offer. Um, and, uh, you know, you can look at the books and other things that I do. But, again, if you're not already doing it, definitely, you know, sign up for the newsletter. One of the things I hear a lot from people is they'll often say, you know, I read your column and it felt like I was getting a reading. It was like you were just addressing the very thing I've been thinking about. And that's just a weird quirk that I've always had. Like, I think I'm I'm pretty good at being current. Like, there's something about... You know, a lot of the things that I'm writing that seem to really fit for people. Um, it, from an astrology angle, it's, it's because I have the north node of the moon in Gemini. Check out where your north node is in your charts, guys, and you'll often see where you're kind of hip, where, where you've got that kind of cool natural talent. It usually means bleed-throughs from other, other lifetimes. Anyway, this is Jim Ventura with Snake Oil Radio. Thank you for tuning in today, everybody. Uh, again, appreciated the calls. I will be off next week. Uh, I got Vegas in my near future, so uh, I will be taking next Thursday off. I'll be back February 7th, and then a follow-up show uh, as well. I hope the 14th is Valentine's Day. It might actually not be till the third week that we do our caller show. But anyway, uh, yeah, sign up for the, uh, the newsletter, and, uh, and and you can also sign up to, to follow the, the shows uh, so you know when the next shows are going to be and, and get a handle on those, too. All right. Enjoy the day. Thank you again. This is Jim Ventura signing out for Snake Oil Radio. Till next time, have a wonderful day and a great evening. Cheers.